Oh. Oh my. Fat cat. Look at this belly jiggle. <laughs> no. No. Oh, teeth. <laughs> oh. Hello, welcome everyone to our wonderful podcast. I guess with that's yes. <laughs> Ariel and Spencer. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Oh my god. Well, I don't know how Ariel goes. <laughs> Hi everybody, welcome to Rated C for F Word, a fan fiction podcast. Oh. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> He's Spencer. I'm Ariel. I, I'm Spencer. <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> it's, <clears throat> it's been a hot minute since we've recorded one of our normal episodes. And it's not, not like we're on, like, episode eight, or I should have probably just already done Pat by now, but, you know. Well, it wasn't fair of me to ask, because in addition to have n- us not having recorded a normal episode in probably about a month at this point, um, you also never do the intro, it's always me, so. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I'm on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I've got an intro now. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I to that point, welcome back, everybody. Um hope you're joining us after listening to our previous episodes and specifically our most previous episode episode seven was a special one um some of you may have skipped over it which is totally fine in that case welcome back we're back to our normal formula um sorry for being late a week uh we actually got to go on vacation for once yeah so it was kind of nice (laughs) we needed a little bit of time away from the house yeah we um we ended up going to the Lake Erie Islands. We went to a couple of them. Most of our time was in Put-in-Bay. Um, we ironically went there to avoid Colossal Con um, and ended up being in a place that was as drunk as, if not more drunk, than Colossal Con. I did not know that about the islands before we went, but holy shit. Yeah, we got a lot more hillbillies than uh, <laughs> our normal con people but yeah it was still fun it was still a good time yeah i, I enjoyed it a lot and i'm hoping ariel did too <laughs> oh of course if you guys aren't familiar with the lake erie islands there the culture there is this weird clash between like one percenter type i mean one percenter for ohio um yuppie scum and like lake hillbillies which are different than like deep woods hillbillies that you'd find in like uh west virginia because they're like <laughs> They're amphibious. <laughs> amphibious hillbillies. <laughs> they, they spend some time on land, but mostly they're in the water. Um, they basically live in their boats. Um, so well, they've got... I mean, it's actually pretty accurate. They yeah. do live in their boats. <laughs> they have these really nice, expensive speed boats, um, and they're just... I don't want to say trashy, because that's unfair, but they're they are not high-class folks. Um, they... They're pretty down-to-earth. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're... <laughs> they're an interesting crowd to hang around in because they're definitely not our scene. Um, and I even lamented to Spencer at some point during the weekend that all of these drunk people made me miss our drunk people. Because at least when nerds are drunk, they're kind of funny. You can at least kind of laugh with them and if not with them, at them. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, when these people are drunk, they're kind of racist. <laughs> Either that or they're yeah. just 
screaming, you know, like just hollering. Hollering, I think, is the word. I, I got to go on a ghost tour where a girl walked by and sang WAP out loud to a bunch of children. Oh, my God. Which was yeah. quite entertaining. We did this walking ghost tour, which was set squarely during the day um because now with you know the days being as long as they are it started at 7 30 and went till 9 so it was bright the entire time we also didn't go very far um he just kind of stood outside a building was like i'm gonna tell you an unrelated story and we're like okay um but yeah (laughs) ghosts so i mean like our first indicator that it wasn't going to be anything really intense was that we were the minority in that we were adults most of the kids most of the people on the tour were kids um but yeah, so while we were sitting there listening to our guide tell us this really interesting fact about the island, these fucking drunk-ass sorority girls walk by and one of them is just screaming the lyrics to WAP at the top of her lungs. And we, I, Spencer and I just look at the kids who are on this tour with us and we just cringe. And our tour guide just goes, well, that's just another day in Putin Bay. <laughs> with this like kind of tired dignity of like somebody who definitely lives on the island full time just being like i have to put up with this because these tourists are the only reason i get to live here no i'm i'm gonna be annoyed about it so i'm gonna call <laughs> myself out on this one but um is it wap or wap oh uh you said wap and i said wap <laughs> and i'm pretty sure I mine's mean, incorrect but i mean it's it, it's it's, it's not a big deal I was it's just... an acronym so i mean you could probably kind of pronounce it any way that you want um, and that's, that's what I'm going to stick with anyway. <laughs> so yeah, that's why we were late. Thank you for your patience. Um, we just needed to get away and we could have recorded ahead of time. We were already running late anyway. Um, so it would have been rushed, but there would be no way for me to post it because, uh, on Saturday we were, we were on an Island. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been interesting. <laughs> yeah. We were 20 miles off, off the shore of Lake Erie, off the shore of, um, of Ohio. So there we had internet, but there wouldn't have been any way for me to really reliably post the episode, so I wasn't going to fuck around with it. Um, so yeah, but we're here now, and we actually had a little bit of time to prepare this episode, so it should be pretty good quality. Our last couple were kind of weird bummers, but I picked I picked <laughs> Sorry, a really guys. good trope this time. <laughs> yeah, okay. So let's uh, move on with the episode <laughs> now that we've gave you your spiel about our vacation. <laughs> There was one other thing I wanted to mention. We're celebrating something this episode. We surpassed 100 downloads. Did we really? Yeah. Yay. Yay. We also have listeners from like all across the world. Like recently we got a bunch of um, a bunch of folks um, from different countries in Africa, which is really sweet. Like Aww. if you guys are from there, say hey. Uh, we'd love to get to know y'all. Um, we've got listeners in the UK, in Germany, Ireland, Australia, um, we have one person from Canada, so hello Canada. Most of us are, are from the most of our listeners are from the US, obviously, but whether you are or aren't, wherever you guys are from, drop a line on us on our socials because we'd love to we'd love to get to know y'all. Um so yeah, that's what we're we're celebrating today. Anyway, I had a segue and I dropped it <laughs> to this week's trope, which is crack. Spencer, oh. what is crack? Uh cocaine, clearly. <laughs> Um, crack? I've mentioned it before, but probably not in explicit enough terms for you to be able to, like, have pre-information on what it is. Uh, well, I mean, I could just go the stereotypical route and say it's just, it's clearly just fan fictions about drugs, but <laughs> clearly I feel like it's going to be a little bit more in-depth with that. Um, 
I feel like it's more of a situation where it's going to be fan fiction where I want to say it's more of like fan fiction where the lines start to blur between reality and what's going on in that world uh, a sense that like you know the main character of that fan fiction doesn't know what's real and the lines are starting to crack kind okay. of blur but i have no clue so <clears throat> yeah. i'm just gonna go with that <laughs> you are not correct but i like the path that you were on there that's a little more surreal than most fanfic gets um <laughs> i use my brain a good <laughs> little, a little a little more heady than most most writers are willing to kind of put up with um but i can see where you're going no crack is um this dictionary comes from wiktionary.org. Uh, first time I've pulled from there, but they had a really good definition for it, so I figured I'd use it. It's a work of fan fiction that is absurd, surprising, or ridiculous, often intentionally. Um, so that's a nice way to say it's batshit insane crap. Um, <laughs> it's so it's more of the drug and... <laughs> kind of... No, no, nothing with drugs. Um, well, I mean... Crack. Well, they say crack cocaine makes it crazy. <laughs> it, so crack is a slang term that I don't think derives from the drug word. Right, probably not. Yeah. It's more just crack. And this is a word that can be used outside of fan fiction. It just happens to fit a, a, a trope in fanfics as well. Um, or as to say a genre. This is often played more as a genre. Um, but something that's crack is basically just off the wall nonsense. Um <laughs> it's it's usually supposed to be kind of weird, kind of crazy, kind of irreverent, and also not really taken seriously. So it's just it's just goofy fun, um, and it also it gives you the excuse to write really insane shit that just has kind of no right to exist. Um, some writers like really lean into it and really kind of use it as an ex- use it as like a, a writing exercise to be like what's the most ridiculous shit i can think of based on this ip and then they write it um and they label it as crack uh so uh the only the only thing about crack and we'll get into this more later when we do the discussion i do want to set this up as a precedent right now crack is sometimes or stories rather are sometimes labeled as crack is kind of a way to cover up for bad or unproductive writing. So if an author writes okay. something and they're like, and they read it back and they're like, or they get reviews more likely of people <laughs> being like, this is, sh- this is shit. <laughs> this um, is bad. If you then posthumously title it crack um, or tag it as crack, you can be like, that was the whole point, man. It was supposed to be bad. <laughs> so it's, a cop out. Got it. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. So that's. I don't want to set up that that's every instance of yeah, crack is that, fair. but it is. It tends to be. Um. It tends to be kind of. True in some senses. Well, not just true. It tends to be, <laughs> the thing the, the the tag that you see most used as an excuse for bad writing. Um, we'll talk about a a. a kind of offshoot of this tag at the end when we do discussion i don't want to give it away ahead of time um it's also not relevant to the story that we're gonna read um but yeah we'll get there so go no going in that that's what crack is um so i did actually find a really good story um for us to read today i'm kind of excited because it's just 
It's extremely off the wall. I found it while we were on vacation. Actually, we were waiting on our on our ferry back to Kelly's Island, and I'm just sitting there laughing to myself. <laughs> she's like, she was telling me that she's like, oh, we're gonna probably use this fan fiction because you're never to guess what the topic is today. And I'm like, you don't know that. And I'm oh, like, I guess you win this round, but still, I would have been able to find something just as good, even if you'd guessed it right and picked the IP. But this this one is so weird, um, and I have a great story on how I found it. So. You guys are going to hear my elevator music because I, I use it every single time. We paid for it. Might as well. Um, <laughs> getting, our, getting our full 13 bucks out of that. I can't remember how much it costs. Uh, oh, it's not that much. No, it was like, it was like three bucks. Um, I, I, usually, this is the part where my parents dip. Mom and dad, you can listen to this story if you want. I think you would find it funny. You at least under would understand most of the references. Um, but if not, goodbye. I love you. Um, Otherwise, yeah, we'll catch you guys back in a minute. Let me pull up my phone. do the elevator music intro but i do it always incorrectly so i'm just gonna not fake it i have to listen to it all the time because editing takes so fucking long i only hear it a couple of times once in a while all right everybody welcome back we have our story pulled up this one is called... That was even quick in our time, too. <laughs> <laughs> I had it ready to go. Um, I saved it on my phone. I learned. Um, so this week's story is called Westerosi, Westerosi Host Club. Ugh, I hate this already. What do you think it is? <laughs> um, well, somehow a mixture of Westeros from Game of Thrones and the Hostess Host Club. You're right! <laughs> How can you not figure that out? <laughs> <laughs> I was looking in... Um, I was looking in the Oron Host Club um, IP because I because the, the so crack is it's still written a lot today, but it was definitely way more popular in the OMG so random I love cheese days of our teenagers. Um, Gen Z doesn't write it, I think, as much. At least not the really cringe crack, um, which is what I was looking for. If I if unless if I'm mentally prepared for it, I feel like the. <laughs> I, I like cheese days really just makes me like I, there's there's like a gut roll thing that'll actually like make me want to throw up if I like read something back in those days and yeah. be like oh my god this is physically making me sick honestly I probably won't ever end up reading anything like that on this on this podcast because I use AO3 which wasn't around yet or at least not popular enough yet I don't know in we might days. be reading some of your fan fiction in the future <laughs> I didn't write like that thank god Oh, what was the name of that that guy that we were playing Fallout with the other day? Soul. <laughs> no, not Soul. I, um, I I have no clue. Oh, it was I Pone for Cheese. Oh yeah, there was a guy named that I Pone for Cheese. Because I had commented, I was like, "Oh, that's so 2004," and then I cringed so hard that my back hurt. <laughs> Hello, random Fallout 76 player you'll never play with or hear this podcast. Also, hello, Purple Plus. Cause oh yeah, I, yeah. 
two say, people. I who, say our friend with quotations because we we only ever play with them and we've never heard their voice. Um, <laughs> we only know what they say through sign language of in game <laughs> and the emotes. <laughs> um, anyway, we're super off track. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> anyway, yes, that I'm, I'm super glad you were able to guess what two IPs this draws from, and that's kind of the main source of the crack is being like. Uh, or on host club but in game of thrones which oh, is like... I, I was like which way is this going is it going the one way no. the other way or the yeah, yeah. like who's um... who's going in what world and i hate it already <laughs> anyway this is there's no there's no world traveling this is just oh, i mean like host club in game of thrones yeah oh what not the characters it's just the actual host club is uh, we'll get into it. Okay, so again, this is just, called Westerosi Host Club. Let me just hate this like an old man, okay? Author is Lily Rose 9 and I will post the link to it. Okay, this is called Chapter 1, The Vase, even though it's only one chapter. <laughs> I, I think they had intended to, like, set this up as, like, every chapter was um, a different... Not a different episode from Oron Host Club, but the host club being populated by different characters from Game of Thrones in each episode. And it was just always the pilot, just with different characters representing each other. I wonder how many fan fictions you would have written that says chapter one out of something <laughs> and just never got any of the other chapters in it. Excuse you, all of my stories have at least two chapters. <laughs> that's not, but that's actually end, not true. <laughs> but do most of them end abruptly? <laughs> oh, they all do. <laughs> Even the ones that actually have canonical endings still end abruptly. <laughs> and things are hard. Anyway, <laughs> chapter one, the vase. Sansa just wanted to find somewhere quiet to rest. Cersei had been more malicious than ever lately, and just that morning she had Sansa pulled into her solar to dress her up in new outfits more befitting to her station. The, the shapeless clothes were a mockery of the gowns Sansa herself had once painstakingly made as a child, the gray that once was a memory of home and stark colors, poisoned by Cersei's malevolence. I will say, this author actually does has a pretty good writing style. She, her verbiage is really good. However, her comma placement needs fucking work. Get an editor, guy. I, oh my god, I... Today, I was noticing at work, I was just putting commas in the middle of sentences. I'm like, what are you doing? Are you that doing? doesn't go there. <laughs> it's like when uh, boomers use email and they put ellipses after every fucking sentence. And as a millennial, it just makes my heart race with anxiety because I'm like, why are they why are they being so distant and aloof? I don't. What did I say to hurt them? What did I do to upset them? No, that's just how they write. I just don't like when they end their sentences with the one emotion word at the end, like angry. Sad. 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 I do that now, but mostly as a joke. I didn't even notice it. Slipped into my vernacular. Anyway, she'd tried to hide in the gardens, but Marjorie and her cousins had taken them over in an attempt to hide from Joffrey, which led Sansa to her current quest of finding somewhere in the godforsaken keep to hide and rest her head without worry of Cersei or one of her minions appearing around the corner. Sidestepping a rather rusted suit of armor haphazardly slumped against the walls, Sansa finally found what she was looking for. Um, they don't... So they mentioned Cersei kind of, like, fucking with her clothes in this early scene to set her up as looking a bit less girly. But what they fail to mention now, but later becomes important, is that they also... Cersei also cut Sansa's hair. Um, so it's, it's implied that they kind of, like sheared her hair so it's like she's almost bald but it's really patchy so she very she could 
she's not seen directly immediately as Sansa when she inserts the scene, which is sets up for the Oran Host Club. Kind I was of. say, are they just yeah. going to try to make her into Tama- Tamaki? No. Harvey. Harvey. Sorry. Yeah. It's been a while since I've <laughs> known the Yeah, Oran no, Host this, is, this is literally the plot of episode one of Oran Host Club, but with Game of Thrones characters. Also... When they use the word minions, all I'm going to think is is just the minions from Despicable Me. I know me the word head. has been ruined for me now. I can't think of anything <laughs> other than just those horrible little <clears throat> yellow creatures. I'm sorry if you like minions in any sense. You're wrong. Just gonna put that out there. <laughs> A single door along the smooth red walls of the keep. Reaching out, she grasped the knob and turned it, opening the door slowly as she inched forward, careful not to trip over the ridiculously long hem of her new gown. Light streamed across her face as the door opened fully to reveal a large crackling fire and the in- indolent, indolent, I actually don't know that word, indolent, I think, reclining forms of six of King's Landing's most notorious men. It was the Westerosi Host Club, a collection of noblemen from across, from around Westeros who gathered together and did things that her mother warned her about for years. Oberyn Martell, Prince of Dorne and King of the Club, a man known for his lascivious appetites. Tyrion Lannister, the Shadow King and former Hand of Joffrey, a dwarf in height yet a giant when it came to brains. I love that line, it's kind of doofy. Podrick Payne, the sweetest and gentlest squire in the capital. One of my favorites. Actually, this this um this is populated almost entirely by my favorites, so I see I feel very seen by this fanfic. So can I I'm just gonna post a Quick spoilers for spoilers of people who haven't watched Oran Host Club and like it's been out for what, like twenty plus years at this point? Spoilers for Oran Host Club, Haruhi is not a boy. Also well yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh side note, does that mean that they're trying to like ship Sansa and Oberyn together? <laughs> Sansa and Oberyn? Or uh Uh not really, no. Because Haruhi and Tamaki aren't really even shipped either. Yeah, but at the end it's kind of like implied that they're like kind of i guess if you want to read like the most obvious hetero ending (laughs) it's the most generic ending but that's kind of what they were trying to elude at the very end and it's not saying it's a good ending i'm just saying that's what it we should also specify for for anybody um who is listening to us and been like that's not right we're only referring to the anime we have not read the manga well yeah the i'm sorry although i should because my boy my boy uh ritsu is that his name? I oh, shit. Literally can't remember. The character who's voiced by All Might. <laughs> um, you think I remember names? <laughs> anyway, him, the, the, red, the redhead. He's my favorite character. Apparently, he has much more of a presence in the manga than he does in the anime. Anyway, <clears throat> we're listing characters, so we did Pod. Uh, the, Hound, Podrick's dis- the Hound, Podrick's distant cousin. Oh, I actually forgot their cousins. And fearsome protector, disfigured by his elder brother as a child. The Hound was a man of few words. Sir Bronn of the Blackwater, a newly knighted former sellsword and close friend of the brothers Lannister. And finally, Jamie Lannister, the mischievous, sharp-tongued kings, sharp-tongued kingslayer, blah, 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 who was rumored to have an incestuous relationship with his twin. <clears throat> Staggering back, Sansa tried to turn and run away, but someone grabbed her arm, pulling her back. Her skirts tangled along her feet as she stumbled into the leather-clad arms of Sir Bronn. Look at what we have here, lads. A ginger alley cat? What are you doing so deep in the castle, girl? Bronn's voice loomed over her, and Sansa felt herself curl inward. The last thing she had wanted to do was draw the attention of the Westerosi Host Club. 
I'm sorry, sir. I didn't look where I was going. I got lost, Sansa stammered, pulling away from Bronn as she started to inch towards the door. I should also clarify, <laughs> um, it's not just Westeros has a host club. These are supposed to be direct stand-ins for the characters from the show. Um, That's fair. They do an admirable job of admirable job of kind of matching up personalities. Admiral. Admiral. Admirable job of matching up personalities. The only two that don't work, obviously, are uh, Hikaru and Kaoru, who are twins. They're, there aren't any male set of twins that you can really use for this story. What do you mean? Tyrion and Jamie look so much alike. <laughs> well, it's not even Tyrion and Jamie that are Kaoru and Hikaru. It's Bronn and Jamie. Oh, my bad. I thought it was Tyrion and Jamie. Okay. Well, I mean, Tyrion and Jamie are are siblings yes but in the story i mean the, the yeah. twins surrogates um Tyrion is supposed to be the the stand-in for kiyoya oh, oh okay yeah I, my bad. glasses man <laughs> yeah I, I knew which one you were talking about yeah <clears throat> okay don't be shy come have a drink with us we don't bite Tyrion lannister's voice called out from the golden couches at the center of the room Sansa felt her eyes unbidden flicker over to him and his companions. Shuffling her feet, she pulled her sleeves further down her arms, ever aware of the livid bruises Joffrey had given her the night before, now exacerbated by Bronn's none-too-gentle grasp. I really must be going, my lord. I have duties to attend to. Maybe she thought desperately, her feet shuffling, scuffling, her feet scuffing at the floors. Maybe if they think I'm just a serving girl, if they think I'm a nobody, they'll leave me alone. Not paying attention to her surroundings, Sansa took her freedom from Bronn's grasp to turn heel and run away. Unfortunately for her, her mad dash for freedom was impeded by an ornate vase aligned in front of the doorway. Crashing into the pedestal where it sat, Sansa had a brief moment of clarity where she realized once more that she must have been cursed by the old gods and knew to have such rotten luck. <laughs> There's occasionally, very occasionally in here, a a Game of Thronesism is tossed in to remind you that, yes, this is happening. Yes, this is Game of Thrones. <laughs> the vase hit the floor in a spray of reds and golds, porcelain shattering as it hit the solid stone floor of the Red Keep. Sansa herself ended up face first on the ground, her hands catching on a sharp, a shard of the vase. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm, we, I just got off work, so I'm <laughs> a bit tired. Cutting open her palms. A sharp cry fell from her lips as she pulled her arm into her chest, biting her lips to keep the tears at bay. No one would see her cry, not Joffrey, not these men, not after what happened with her father. I'm surprised they used uh, a vase. Yeah. Just like a normal vase. I figured they would do something like dragon glass or <laughs> something, something. Something like, a bit something more, more Game of thrones yeah. yeah, just like a uh, vase in this <laughs> world, a uh, vase here too. Yeah, yeah there's, this, this, there's this weird adherence to the plot of Oron that I feel like, you know, they could have taken the concept and like, you know, changed things, a couple more things to fit more closely with the Game of Thrones world, but now it's just a vase. That's fine. <laughs> it's, it's just, I know, it is fine. It's just like, it works. you're it right, just... they could have, they could have, you know, taken that, you know, another step to include some weird Game of Thrones Because then you could be like, oh, I, oh, that's, <laughs> a good, that's a good connection I see there. I see what you did there. <laughs> Are you all right, milady? A soft voice broke through the haze of... <laughs> Tips, Fedora. Tips. <laughs> a soft voice... Uh, a soft voice th broke through the haze of pain, and she lifted her head to see the mismatched eyes of the imp of Casterly Rock. He was holding out a handkerchief as he knelt before her, and she was struck with the certainty he knew who she was. 
So this is a, I actually do like this story that they change it up a little bit. Um, so the first episode of Oran is actually my favorite. Uh, I really love to watch each of the boys individually figure out that Haruhi is a girl. Um, even though she appears very tomboyish to the, to the point where only Kiyoya is immediate and recognizing that she's female. Um, so it's depicted by in the anime by this cute little light bulb going off when they realize it. Um, oh, yeah, they do do that. Yeah, so I, I like that because it shows, it shows each of the boys and their personalities and how they figure it out and the fact that Tamaki doesn't until literally the last second and only because he sees her half naked <laughs> while oh, right. she's changing. And then oh. he's suddenly like, uh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this story. You're does, not dude. <laughs> this story does the same thing of each of them in turn figuring out who she is, um, which is to say not a girl instead of a boy, but the fact that she's a highborn lady and not a serving girl. Um, so I like that change. I also like each of the changes they do in each of the characters in their own way with their own personalities figuring it out. Um, let's see. Taking the handkerchief, she wrapped it around her hand, wincing as the fabric stuck to the open cut. Here, do you need assistance standing? The accent puzzled her for a moment, but as she was pulled to her feet, she recognized Prince Oberon of Dorn. I, before she could reply, the prince had whisked her to the couches, setting her down before pulling away the handkerchief to look at the cut. Podrick, go fetch me my maester's kit from the back room. Oberon turned to the young man, his eyes flashing as Pod stuttered and quickly set off to do as he was bid. She's quite clumsy, isn't she? Jamie Lannister smirked as he knelt down before Sansa's face, but upon looking at her, his green eyes widened, and he rocked back on his heels a second. Oh, isn't this interesting? Interest isn't what interesting, Lannister? The hound grumbled. He hadn't moved from his spot in the couch next to Sansa's. How much wine we've drunk today, of course. If I didn't know better, I'd say we've drank the cellars dry. Jamie turned and smiled at the disfigured man, but of course that's impossible considering how much Robert used to drink. He drank almost as much as me, Tyrion laughed, and got... (laughs) Hound is going to say a line that is extremely the Hound, which is why I love him. And got twice as much pussy. (laughs) But that's what you get for being king, I imagine. Oh, wait, no, it's Bronn that says it. It definitely should have been the Hound. It should have been the Hound. If it's Bronn, too, but I like the Hound. It's either the the word with pussy or a shite. (laughs) I feel like the Hound always said shite. (laughs) Or shit, I guess he probably said. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. He's, he cursed the most <laughs> cursed out of everybody lot. on that show, Tyrion included. Sorry about yanking on your arm and spooking you, lass. The last few words were directed at Sansa, who had a hard time controlling her facial expressions at the vulgarity of his prior words. Here you go, Prince Oberon. Pod handed Oberon the large black basket, his brown eyes wide, as they flickered over to Sansa. My boy Pod has the least amount to do in this story. He's supposed to be the uh, stand-in for Honey. Which I don't agree with, other than just he's sweet and small. I was going to say, you might as well just make Tyrion honey then. Well, but Tyrion's personality fits Kiyoya's more. I'm joking. Yeah, Podrick is the most ill cast out of all of them, but he also speaks the least, so you don't notice it so much. Pod makes sense for honey, but I I feel like none of them really really fit honey. I mean, unlike. well, none of them would fit Honey, but on like a surface level, I can see why they picked Pod for Honey. Like I said, he's small, he's sweet, but he has this undercurrent of being a badass that's not apparent until you see him in action. Um, Podrick is the same way. He's he's a certified badass. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's it's the one that fits the least, I guess. Uh, one of the 
things <clears throat> I have to tip off to the author that I thought was really well done is she mm-hmm. even made the note about Oberyn having a slight accent. Yeah. Which she, you, you know, a lot of people would just breeze right over that. But right. She it's like, because we all so, know who Oberyn is. Or they. Yeah. I don't know what you are. <laughs> but good job on that. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that like. So I've been rewatching um, Folding Ideas videos covering the Fifty Shades of Grey movies, um, which I I do not – I have never read the books. I have never seen the movies. I've never read the original fan fiction. It's not for me. I just like literary and film analysis. And Folding Ideas, if you guys haven't watched him, he's a, he's a YouTube channel. He's extremely smart, and he takes a really nuanced and thoughtful – look at how fan fiction being a source material can impact other media that's based on it um and he never once like makes low blows at fan fiction so it if you haven't seen his videos go watch them they're very they're very well done but he had got me thinking um of how or rather he had made the point that one of fan fiction's major appeals for people is that it kind of cuts through all the shit um, exposition that most writers are pretty kind of bad at anyway. Um, So you don't have to do any of that. You can kind of cut right to the good stuff because the whole world can be presupposed, which is nice. But to that extent as well, if you're not already very familiar with the source material, reading fan fiction can be weird because all of that is presupposed and very little is explained so Oberyn's accent for example most other fan fiction authors and if I was writing it to be honest I probably wouldn't have mentioned either either because we all know Oberyn is from Dorne and Dornish people have an accent which is to say an accent different from Westerosi people correct um so yeah it was interesting that they they mentioned it um so you're correct I'm picking that up interesting detail Pod handed over in the large black basket, his brown eyes wide as they flickered over to Sansa. He had accompanied her once or twice on her walks in the gardens, citing that pretty girls shouldn't walk alone. She did, because she's a good boy and I love him. Sansa had blushed each time, though she didn't quite trust him because of who he served. Pod was a sweet boy, and she couldn't help but like him. Ah, thanks. Now this may sting just a bit. I'm going to wipe this down with tea tree oil to kill any infection, all right? Then I'll seal it with a layer of honey, keep it wrapped for the next day or so. Oberyn went about treating Sansa's hands, his own calloused yet gentle, as he applied the thin layer of honey along the jagged cut, mopping up the excess with Tyrion's handkerchief. Thank you, Sansa whispered. She wasn't quite sure why the Prince of Dorne would be so gentle towards a servant girl, but she wasn't going to question it. Now that this... Go ahead. We'll come back to it in a minute. I want you to continue, but I have a point I want to make about uh, him wrapping up the wound when we're near the end of the story. Okay, that's all. Sorry. Um, uh, boop. Now that this, now that, now that that is out of the way, why don't you join us for a drink and we can discuss repayment? You did just break a priceless vase, after all. It was a gift from the Iron Bank when Joffrey became king. Sansa visibly recoiled at the name Joffrey and the concept of repayment. What sort of foul, twisted things would these men come up with? Careful, imp, you're scaring the poor thing, Bronn chuckled, as Tyrion poured himself another glass of wine. Before the girl had arrived, they'd all been discussing a new form of entertainment. Bronn himself had suggested bringing in some whores from one of the finer brothels, but Pod's spit take had thrown that one out the window. (laughs) 
perhaps the entrance of this skittish little girl would liven things up a bit more. I, I'm not, you shouldn't, Sansa couldn't get the words out. The hound laughed, a loud rough bark, haha <laughs> pun, that's <laughs> Sansa jumping once more. Although that is how he laughs, like fair play. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <But> still, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> he wasn't sure about the other, the, the other idiots, but he'd recognize the little bird as soon as she began to sing. Her shaky words and pleasant curtsy, courtesies marked her as a lady so if his companions weren't complete and utter cunts <laughs> then they'd figure out who she was soon bad haircut or not now little one don't be shy like the lannister said we don't bite have a glass of wine maester's orders oberon reached out and took her uninjured hand and placed a glass in it you didn't even finish your schooling did you jamie sniped eh it is relative i've I forged several chains, chains in my time at the Citadel, one that included healing, Oberon replied. I actually didn't know that Oberon was training to be a maester for a while. The, the only thing that's kind of a little weird about this plot, other than looking at Jamie and Tyrion being completely oblivious, <laughs> does Cersei have a different last name in this story then? Um, Joffrey no, would she's... have a different last name? No, they're still... In... Well, I mean, they're Baratheons, technically, because she's married to Robert Baratheon. Okay. Well, it's it's mostly like the sense is like, how the hell does Jamie Lannister not recognize who this is immediately? No, he did. Remember at one point he did leaned he say in front that? of her and he said, that? oh, isn't that interesting? And then he brushed it off because he didn't want to, like, he didn't okay. want to, to imply that Because I was going to say, I was like, when do you notice this, like, right away? I'd be like, wait, you're <laughs> dating... Yeah, I mean, oh, okay. she's wearing frumpier clothing. Her hair has been shorn off. She does look different. But yeah. most of them at this point have cottoned on as to who she is. I guess I just didn't catch everybody catching on so quickly already. <laughs> I, I think the only two that don't know at this point are Bronn and Oberyn. Fair enough. Oberyn has to find out last because he's the Tomaki stand-in. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Oberyn. Um, Drink up, girl, Tyrion nodded, winking when Sansa sent a startled look towards him. Lifting the cup to her lips, Sansa took a tentative sip, wincing at the bitter contrasts of flavor as they hit her tongue. She lowered the glass after a second and looked up at the Dornish prince who was smiling at her. She felt her lips quirk in the approximation of a smile. His earnest joy at seeing her drink was surprising, not what she expected from a prince. But then, with his membership in this host club, maybe she shouldn't have been surprised. Oberyn was intrigued by the skittish girl. When she spoke, she spoke softly but intelligently, with an accent he couldn't quite place. She had an unusual, an unusual beauty to her, pale cheeks and big blue eyes, her hair brutishly shorn close to the scalp, uneven and in patches. So, lass, what were you doing in our neck of the woods? Bronn asked as he settled himself down on the couch next to her. There was something familiar. Oh, he leaned closer and brushed a finger along her collarbone, wincing as she flinched at the touch. She used to have long red hair, like fire in the morning dawn. It was the Stark girl. Gods, what had the Lannister done to her now? Shaking his head, he wondered if it might have been a good thing after all that she stumbled into their room. The host club was known for catering to women. Hopefully Tyrion had picked up on who she was and was plotting out how to make his, this uh, how to make this advantageous for them and her. I was just walking by. I didn't mean to intrude. Sansa took another sip of wine. Maybe it would give her courage. Yes. Yes, you just happened to be walking by in an abandoned corridor, Oberyn scoffed, a laugh building in his chest as he watched the girl twitch in the seat across from him. A light brush, 
a light blush was creeping up her neck as she sipped at the wine. She was a lovely young thing, even if she did have a rather unfortunate haircut. I wasn't looking where I was going. I apologize. I will, I will pay you back, whatever the vase was worth. I promise, Sansa whispered, her voice strengthening as she continued. It may take time, but I am honest. I will pay it back. Yes, you will, Tyrion nodded with a smirk. Let Tyrion nodded, a smirk lighting his face, making him look several years younger. Stop scaring her, you little fuck, the hound snapped. That's <laughs> something like that. Man, hound. a few words, my hound. <laughs> um, bark, bark. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Fine. I apologize, my lady, if I frightened you. I've been told I am rather terrifying, Tyrion toasted at her. So I have thought of a mutually beneficial relationship for all of us where you pay off your debt and we are provided with a modicum of entertainment outside our normal day today. Sansa nodded as she nibbled at her lip. Surely they wouldn't force her into anything indecent. They'd been all right so far, if a bit coarse. It wouldn't hurt to listen. It's not as if she was in a place to run away. They'd proven that. If you weren't aware, my lady, we are an exclusive club of Westeros's finest lords and knights, and to amuse ourselves, we cater to the ladies of Westeros. Now I know what you're thinking. Sansa seriously doubted that the imp would know what she was thinking, but she let him continue. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. I have no clue what you're thinking. <laughs> but we don't always deal in that sordid sort of business. Rather, we exist to add levity and romance to the lives of the women of Westeros. That's pretty sordid business in Game of Thrones universe. <laughs> right. Worse than Victorian times. Oberyn took up the topic from there. We offer an escape from the harsh environment of the Red Keep, of the wars going on around us. We entertain select women with songs, with poetry, with debates, any way we can. <laughs> I hope how the Hound is the one that does the poetry. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> it's definitely Come not. Come here, you little fuck. It's definitely and not. I'll let songs. you pet this little duck. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm assuming that would be his poem. That that's it. Just two lines. <laughs> Just two lines. They rhyme. What do you want from me? <laughs> rhyme my favorite word in a duck. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't think fuck would be his favorite word. It would probably be cunt. He says it all the <laughs> it time. It probably would be cunt. Rams with cunt. Hunt. Okay, good. Brain. My brain is working. It, it's going. The hamster is moving and it's it's trying its best. <laughs> it's running on that wheel. It's running as on that wheel. As fast as can. <laughs> we, we maintain the facade of a more salacious nature to keep suspicious eyes away. Oh, we we maintain a, we maintain the facade of a more salacious nature to keep suspicious eyes. Here he looked to Jamie, the imp the implication clear, from peeking into our affairs. Occasionally they have really weird breaks in um, dialogue. It's like in the middle of the line. It's very odd. I know, baby. It's raining. I'm sorry. Yeah, so let's I'm take sorry. a second. I'll try to pick him up. You go to daddy. <sighs> daddy to hold you. Can we come? Yeah. Yeah. Go to daddy. Go on. Go to daddy. No. No, I want to be a baby. I want to run around and be and cry. <laughs> That's what I want. Oh. <laughs> Is this okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's see how long this lasts. It's not gonna last long. Probably not. Oh, pictures. <laughs> oh, so sad. Those big eyes. Oh my goodness. Okay. 
Yes, and we would like to offer you we would like to offer our time to you. We can provide you with a safe space for some of your days away from Cersei and from Joffrey. In return, you can help us entertain the other women. Listen to what they need and help us better help us better help them. What do you say, Lady Stark? Tyrion's final words sent Sansa into a fit. Of course he knew who she was. Of course they all knew. Was this a trap? Did she have any choice? Oberyn, meanwhile, was in shock. This poor beaten-down beauty was Sansa Stark, the daughter of the late Ned Stark, Warden of the North, and Catelyn Tully. What had happened to the poor girl to have turned such an illustrious lady into a quiet mouse? The little Lannister's plan to engage her as one of their compatriots and clients began to make sense. He was trying to protect her. Turning to look at the shaking girl, Oberyn reached out and placed a gentle hand on her injured one, calming the shakes. My lady... I know it may be hard to believe, but here we are knight true knights and lords. We do not hurt little girls in Dorne, and I vow we will not here. We will protect you. In these chambers, you are safe. You have my word as a prince of Dorne. Sansa met the prince's gaze and let her eyes flicker to each of the men in the room. They were all different sorts, highborn lords to newly named knights and squires, but they all held one thing in common, one thing that she had realized after the fact. After the fact. <clears throat> Joffrey didn't have uh, this, the commas again, but they all held one thing in common, one thing that she had realized after the fact Joffrey didn't have, compassion in their eyes. Littlefinger had offered to help her escape the Red Keep, but he had done little to make good on that offer. Lord Tyrion, <laughs> yeah, we don't, little less said about Littlefinger, the better. <laughs> And it's so funny because I had actually kind of forgotten about his character for a really long time because he dies just so unceremoniously in season, like, six, I think. I think we should probably put a spoilers at the beginning of this episode because, I mean... That's Game of Thrones. I know, Who gives a shit? Nobody's going to watch it at a horrible ending. I know it had a horrible ending, but, you know, it's not that old at this point. It's only been a couple years since it's been out. Whatever. <laughs> Lord Tyrion had stopped Joffrey from having the Kingsguard beat her, and Pod and Bronn were with him then. The Hound saved her from the rapist starting the riot. Jaime Lannister was said to have been released by her mother on the promise that he would bring her back, and Prince Oberyn had just tended to her injury. In fact, it was his first response rather than yelling at her for breaking the vase. She had so few allies here, with Marjorie spending so much time prepping for the wedding these days. Okay, what do I need to do? End of story. <laughs> so one of the things i wanted to bring up which is like uh -huh. i don't want to sound like nitpicky about this uh -huh. but i'm kind of curious when they were talking about uh binging up sansa's wound at the mm -hmm. beginning with Oberon, do you feel like stuff like that where they go in the details of what made the mixture of the things to heal her <laughs> is kind of like just filler to like describe something that doesn't need to be described it's like okay he fixed the wound we can continue on with the story or do you think that's just kind of like one of those situations where it's like i need words to go here to make the story slightly longer uh no i don't think it's a length thing i think it's more of um an authority thing so when writers flex that they know weird details like this because i would believe that as as the author said tea tree oil clears infections and honey would help seal a wound i believe that that sounds that After. sounds like normal herbal medicine. I wouldn't know because it's not my thing. Um, so that sounds like actual knowledge. This 
author possessed that either they wanted to flex or they felt with lend credence to them being seen as a good writer because they're putting forth that Oberon has maester training, which involves medical knowledge. Um, so if she got hurt, Oberon would be the one that knows how to fix it. And showing how he does it implies that, you know, you're a better author than somebody who would just say, and then he healed her wound. And that that's the, my next question would be, would have been that situation where it would have been, was that more of a flex or if that was more of a, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess, yeah, I guess is what I'm trying to say is that that does seem like a point to bring up that you, you know, a little bit more knowledge and not just going the easy route of saying, and then she was better. Yeah. <laughs> so, I got better. Yeah. I, I was just kind of curious <laughs> what you thought about that. Cause I was like, it seems like such a weird detail. And I know yeah. authors do the horrible thing where they just like describe every little detail about yeah. a character where it's just like, <laughs> is it kind of one of those scenarios or was it more of a wittier scenario? explaining it i guess is my my uh, thought i mean i didn't find it too out of place that it really kind of took yeah. me out of it it was kind of a wordier explanation that was probably needed um or it, th- i think it was the, the fact that he provided yeah. the knowledge completely unprompted if sansa if there had been like a quick line of sansa being like what are you doing to my hand like kind of maybe frightened because she's already really touch averse at this point because joffrey is regularly beating her um which they even brought up in the story like she would probably want to know what he's doing to her first and i feel like then you know him explaining what he was doing would make more sense and feel a little more organic um so this this writer's work is not definitely is nowhere near the worst we've read on this oh yeah no i thought that's was... probably one of the better ones honestly it's very good i was just i guess i was more curious as was that a good trope of, of writing, or was that a bad trope? Just out of curiosity for my own sake, to Well, be honest. let's go ahead and move in to some other points. Um, before enough. we do, though, we're going to do rankings first. Because um, I mean, I've decided we need to change the, <laughs> the order in which we do things, because I tend to give too much away. Um, so let's go ahead and start where you think I would rank this on our list, and you can pull up the chart if you need to. For you, I would assume... I was like figuring out what you would put it under. Um, well, that is what I'm asking for. <laughs> I know that is what you're asking for. That's a hard one. Yeah. I feel like you <clears throat> would probably put it under. It depends. Shit. Yeah. You're right. Because <laughs> I don't think you wouldn't read it. Because, yeah. like, for example, that was a pretty decent story under that trope of crack. Yeah. But, like, I know there's a lot of probably pretty bad ones out there so i yeah. can i can definitely see why you wouldn't read it as much it wouldn't be your first choice of fan fictions yeah um where would you rank this i personally would rank this under that was hard um that was a good it was a good example that was a good writer yeah. too um so i would probably rank this somewhere in the same area. I don't know if I would say it depends. Um, honestly, you know what? I probably would say it. I think I would put it in it depends too, just because I don't know if I'll take it or leave it as much. Because I think we got a situation where we had a really good writer. Yeah. And I wouldn't honestly mind seeing some of the other stuff they wrote in the future. If yeah. it's not all just crack. <laughs> 
Um, but I'm so tired of seeing constantly Oran Host Club stuff. So it was just kind of like one of those where it's like, I liked it. Don't care about Oran just because I've seen the beginning of Oran so many times yeah. that it's just like, okay, I know where this is going. I know that's how, how this works for the most part. I rewatch it basically every year. Yeah, it's like how many times I've seen season one of My Hero Academia. Um, <laughs> at least 30. Yeah. So I'm going to put mine on that uh, same line for It Depends. That's good. Yeah. For me, the reason I rate it there is because I won't strictly not read it. Um, it's It tends to be, so I said earlier, it's, I, I have it listed here as a trope, but it's more of like a genre. Um, because it, number one, it can be. It can be anything. It can be used for any IP. It also just tends to supersede basically everything else um, with crack that's usually based on some just wacky idea um, that kind of tends to, I mean, I used the best word already, to supersede even sometimes the original genre of the IP. Um, So... But it can be used interestingly. Um, the way I wrote it in my book is the reason I rate it as it depends is because I've never read crack that I liked, but I'm also unwilling to give up on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. Good thought on that, to be honest. <laughs> even this one, I, I like. I, I appreciate it, but I didn't even really like it. Um, I can just I can see what they were going for, and it was written well, so I, I appreciate the effort. But I still didn't really like it. I honestly, I, I can fully agree on that. I, I appreciate it, but I don't know if I really liked, liked it. it. Yeah, yeah, they are different things. Yeah. I was like, I like how they did the comparisons between what character portrays what character and in, in in ways, and how they all discovered it's her. Yeah, but it's just like. Okay. <laughs> but I know someday I'm going to read some crack that is just the most amazing thing I've ever read and it'll reaffirm my belief in never having given up on the on the trope. <laughs> so with um I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> you had mentioned earlier that um you were interested if some people take it more seri- take crack more seriously. So there is actually an offshoot of the tag called literally just crack taken seriously, which is to say wackiness, but I play it real straight and I try to do my best with it, um, which in my eyes, I'm it's glad. not crack at that point. <laughs> like, Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they tried. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I can understand how crack has to get kind of out of hand. Yeah to be honest it's kind of setting you up for this precedent of this is probably going to be a weirder read but just stay with me bear with me on it um usually crack taken seriously is not that strange stuff that's just tech normal you know just crack normally it tends to be the really weird stuff which is appropriate but um (laughs) it's just like like we said earlier wackiness is often used as a guise to you know cover up for bad writing or just half-baked ideas. And for all of you guys who are really good with audio, you can really make us sound like we're crackheads by just <laughs> taking a whole bunch of context out of... Somebody make um, an EDM dub remix of just us and saying crack. Crack is good. Over literally every single... <laughs> every single lyric is just us saying crack. <laughs> I love crack. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even making it that hard for people. <laughs> um, well, I, 
the point. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is a fun one to find stuff for because you do you really do find the most insane batshit stuff. Um, it's always fun. Um, while I was looking, I found another story which is going to be my recommendation for this week. I only have the one. It's called "An Honest Attempt" by I think it's Kale Poss. Their name is or their author's name is written as K E A L P O S, all one word. Um, so I, I want to specify real quick, if you guys go and read this one and it contains some horrible content or it's really terrible, I want to specify I did not actually read it. I'm simply recommendation, I'm only recommending it for its formatting. So a couple of episodes ago, I had mentioned to you that there's a genre of fic that we're not going to cover called a chat fic, which is like a discord. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, one of my or, least types of, least favorite types of fics. Yeah. Um, this one is a chat fic, but I think it's done really cool. It's all Twitter statuses. This is also Oran Host Club. Um, so most people, when they write these chat fics, just put the name of the character, colon, and then what they say or do. This one is actually individual screenshots of tweets, like with profile, icon, name, the subheader for, you know, your, your your profile on Twitter and then the actual tweet plus like date and timestamps. So I just, I fucking admire the amount of work that must have taken. Cause it's decently long too. I don't like it, but I appreciate it <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> as one said. Yeah. So like, again, I did not read it. I have no idea what the content of the story is like. I just know it's Orin host club. I just, there would have been no way for me to read it on the podcast just because I would have no way to indicate characters other than saying Haruhi, blah, 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 which is it, it removes all of the interest of the fic, which is to just visually go look at it. Um, so, yeah, if you guys do chat fics like that, do that. <laughs> I know I just said that it must have been an extreme amount of work to do it for something that was about 2000 words. But if you're going to do chat fics, do it like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's my rec this week. Um, I don't have anything else to recommend because, like I said, I don't, I have never read a, a, a crack fic that I like, um, but there we go. <laughs> so let's go ahead and move on to our next segment, which is fic libs. Yay. It's the part where I get to read. Yeah. This time um, I had Spencer pick the words while we were on the islands. So we have some different words this time. I was like, I don't think it's really anything different to what I normally no, say. No, but, but at least you pick characters that are, that we don't have figures or plushies of around in our living room. Yeah, she made it harder on me. I don't <laughs> know why. Like, I had, to think, I had to think about stuff. Okay. Start with the title. This one is called Coffee Shop AU. <laughs> with a question mark in there. We haven't gotten to this yet, but this is a trope we're going to cover. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll forget about that later. <laughs> okay. It's pretty self-explanatory. That skin guy was sitting at the corner table again. He usually brought romance books, but sometimes lately he's been reading thriller novels and books about scuba divers. <laughs> Here's your boba tea. FDR set his order down. <laughs> he started noticing the guy over the past few months. Sometimes they got hot water, other times spiders, and most of the time they stayed to read. Today, FDR realized they were reading something different. It was a book about panhandler legal issues <laughs> hey are you all right fdr asked you look down oh mothman looks surprised <laughs> um it i'm it's nothing i've just got macaroni worries <laughs> he took his hot water is this with extra cyanide 
Yeah, FDR smiled. Yeah. Let it be double dead. <laughs> you like it, right? Yeah. Thanks, Mothman side. Hey, actually, do you know anyone looking for a roommate? I might, FDR sat down opposite him. <laughs> Is everything really okay? Not really. I just need somewhere I can relax for a while. I've been swept away. Suddenly, an angry taxidermist burst into the coffee shop. <laughs> Mothman, you, you lazy ass. Get back home and start cleaning the igloo. <laughs> Mothman looked down at the table. FDR thought he was really going to leave with the taxidermist. Excuse me, you'll have to leave. It took a while, but the shallow taxidermist left. Well, that was easy. <laughs> FDR didn't have to think twice. He was worried about Mothman. Actually, I've got the garret room here. Stay as long as you like. <laughs> Is that Garrett or Garrett? Uh, Sorry, I'm bad with words sometimes. Garrett room. I don't know what that is. (laughs) I guess that's a fancy way of saying that is the room at this motel slash coffee shop slash. Coffee shop, yeah. It's probably like a back room. Yeah, so he chose FDR Franklin Delano Roosevelt um, because we were. We were by a historical monument at the time on Pudding Bay. And I was like, what do I want to think as a person? FDR. I'm and then he sure chose we... Mothman because I was wearing my Mothman is real and he's my boyfriend shirt. I cheat, okay? <laughs> Actually, I think I chose FDR because when we were um, sitting by the monument, we were looking at some historical descriptions yeah. and for some reason, the they picture of FDR. The, there was, yeah, there was a blurb about the New Deal. Yeah. yeah um, for... It just popped in my head again. I was like, FDR. Perfect. <laughs> Don't know why, but perfect. Yeah. For a bit of history, we learned that is now useless, and I will continue to tell people, even if they don't ask. <laughs> Putin Bay's um, state park, where this monument that we were sitting in front of exists, it's, it's commemorating a battle that was won by Oliver Hazard Perry, which is like the coolest middle name ever. Um, it was fought. It was a naval battle fought on Lake Erie during the War of <laughs> Next to Danger. Danger is also a cool middle name. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was a naval battle fought on Lake Erie in the War of 1812. Um, and is kind of the reason that they won. They had He had this famous line. Everybody in Putin Bay will tell you, don't give up the ship. It's pasted on literally every single building in, in the town. There's also multiple flags with pictures of <laughs> yes. don't give up the ship. Don't give up the ship. everywhere in the little yep. monument area. Yeah. But the monument there, we had thought it was a lighthouse because it's tall and has a beacon on top of it. Um, it's not. It's just a monument. But it is the third tallest monument in any state park across the country. Um, I think they said... The second was the Arch in St. Louis, and the other, the first tallest. Mm. I don't know what the first one is. I can't remember. Um, I just remember that it was the third. Um, so yeah, big, big thing. Um, so if you're interested, look up the monument for Oliver Hazard Perry. It's also probably one of the biggest gravestones ever. Yes. It, no, it is the tallest tombstone it in the country. It is the tallest tombstone. There is actually... <laughs> Now it's my turn. There's actually <laughs> three American soldiers and three Canadians. British. Cana- British? British officers. Three yeah. British officers buried. I thought it was Canadian. No, because we were fighting Britain Okay. in this battle. Okay, so three American and three British officers buried side by side inside graves underneath the monument. 
So yep. I thought that was kind of a cool thing too. Yeah, they're buried like in the floor of the monument, so the monument is technically their tombstone. Yeah. Um, so world's biggest tombstone, <laughs> which is kind of cool in a way. I think at this point in history, Canada wasn't its own country yet. It was still British territory. So oh, that's, that's why, why I'm thinking Canadian. British. Yeah. Okay. The, the, it's because this, the ending of this war forged the longest history of peace we've had between America, Great Britain, and Canada. Because, you know, as an American, <laughs> we learn everything about America. We really and do. And nothing about anybody else because we <laughs> suck. All right. We were going through that. We were going through that museum because we felt, I mean, I at least felt obligated. I was like, we need to learn something while we're here. Yeah. So we went through this little museum in the park. Um, and I remember distinctly saying, I don't really care about American history. And there was this <laughs> old boomer guy in there who definitely cared, who I'm pretty sure heard me because later he was giving me a horrible stink eye. And he just probably thought I was the most ungrateful piece of shit, entitled feminist lady. <laughs> and why Why she's probably having this entire thing. I'm just standing there going like, ooh, cool boat model. Cool boat. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's boat, a lot boat, of little boat. boats. Yeah. I love models of things. Just like, ooh, that looks cool. I don't care about it. What it's like, the history about it. Other than like the bricks for the building was like 358 bricks or something weird. i don't remember they were huge this thing was huge it I was mean, big if anything it was cool it was neat but <laughs> it I was mean, cool to just sit in front of for a while apparently you can go up into it but it's closed right now because of covid i guess i guess the thing is like no matter where it is it's cool to think of how far back when something like that structurally yeah. humongous has been built yeah with what little technology they had back then Compared to what we have now, where we can be like, okay, it's a building. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they built that in like a couple of years. <laughs> but back then, it's just like, how, how the, how the how hell did they, did they do, do that? A lot of people died. That's not true. Actually, they said that our guide... Two people died. Two people died during the construction. In total, four people have died at the monument site. One person jumped off of it. Very sad. <laughs> two were... Uh, teenage girl. Two were very unlucky about... Uh, yeah. the, pieces of falling on top of them which oh there was that guy who great. was like literally one day away from retirement <laughs> so one of the one the two people he who died during home, its construction yeah. um one of them died when a brick was dropped off the top and smacked him in the skull he died instantly um the other died in the same way except if instead of a brick it was a wheel wooden i thought it was wooden rebar i wouldn't what rebar is not wood <laughs> The it wooden was, equivalent of a rebar, so a wooden log. It was it was something big and wooden and heavy. Um, regardless, whatever you drop from that height, it's gonna either hurt real bad or kill you. Man died, but he was literally, he was um, an Italian man um, who was going back to Toledo to his family after working on the monument. It was literally his last day on the island. He was going back to the construction site to say goodbye to his friends. It fell off the top and struck him and killed him dead. <laughs> yeah, he was just literally coming back. He's like, oh, I should say goodbye. And then he was <laughs> yeah. just very unlucky, unfortunately. <laughs> we got to ask that tour guide a lot of interesting questions that he's very obviously never been asked before. You know, another interesting fact, because <laughs> now we're just going to tell you facts, because apparently we don't know how to end a podcast anymore. <laughs> Is um, apparently uh, rattlesnakes were indigenous to the island, and yeah. they were all became extinct in uh, 1952 on the island. Yeah, the last one. Was so there's the no more skin. rattlesnakes, and uh, no more rattlesnakes. But there's still are water snakes, and we saw some chilling on a rock in the water. It was water very cool. snakes were really cool. It was really really neat. It's the biggest snake I've ever seen in the wild. 
Now back to our regularly yes. scheduled podcast. <laughs> I do. We just really want to quickly wrap up. We got a couple of plugs to do. Um, you know, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We're following everybody back right now. If you follow my personal Tumblr, I will follow you as there. We link them in every episode. Our email is rated T for effort at gmail.com. If you've got longer form criticism or comments, you can send it to us there. Send us um, any recs you've got. Remember to leave kudos on these stories if you go look at them. Um, a couple quick things. You guys know that we have a bit where we read reviews on the podcast if we get them. We got one from our lovely Meg. Oh. Meg retweeted our podcast, our seventh episode, which is the most embarrassing for me. So thank you, Meg. <laughs> I love you. Um, she said, all you nerds need to listen to Rated T for F Word. You're sorely missing out if you don't. She also said, that everyone's read fanfic and that we're also two of her favorite people so thank you meg we love you and we miss you very very much thank you meg yeah she also liked every single one of our episodes on podbean so thank you very much (laughs) um that was cool to see like six notifications six or seven notifications sitting on podbean i was like ooh, (laughs) it's like oh meg um also shout out to the person um who used our contact us tab on wordpress um the only person, as far as I know, who's gone to our WordPress to ask if we've considered uploading the podcast as videos on YouTube. Um, I can't tell if this was a spam bot or not. Usually the spam bots just send me to email directly. But this very this person very explicitly used the contact us page on WordPress because the word the email came from WordPress. So I don't know if you're listening to us. I, I don't really know what you mean by that. If you want to send us a more detailed email with what you're thinking. You want to see my face? I think that's a horrible <laughs> no, idea. No, I think they're just saying just like recording, uploading it to YouTube as oh, another listen. place to listen to uh, it. Well, we could try to figure that out. I mean, that thing <laughs> might be a little bit more doing, though. If if I can be given a reason from this person as to why that's a market, I'd love to hear it because it's not <laughs> something I'm familiar with. Um, and that would require me learning how to upload to YouTube as well. I'm going to use them as an example, but I know, for example, the Game Grumps, when they did some of their podcast stuff, it's mm-hmm. really just a plain background with yeah. the audio over it. So, I mean. Yeah, but I, we use audio you know an audio program for this and i i didn't know ableton before we started this i i don't know any video editing software so it would be it would be something for me to learn but if that's something you guys want let us know um i we're like i said we're open to every recommendation every suggestion um like i said if person who emailed me if you want to send an email back i'd be happy to correspond with you about that um it's just not something i'd considered before but other than that that's all our business taken care of that's all of our bullshitting done about our weekend um if any of y'all went to colossal con last weekend hope you're staying safe hope you're completing a bit of a quarantine it's still possible to transmit covid even if you are vaccinated which is why we didn't go um (laughs) but no judgment if you did um we all want we all want you know this bullshit to be over at this point everybody wants to still be over just yeah. be careful if you if you did go um and like us try to avoid as many people as possible be safe just so you can not spread anything to anyone else yeah you never know who's unvaccinated at this point on that cheerful note that's the end of our podcast do you have any last thing you want to say um 
always to remember to keep on whizzing and never stop bruising from the wizard and bruiser because I have no <laughs> closing thoughts. Another <laughs> podcast. Go listen to them. They're a lot better than us. <laughs> oh, great. Thanks. All right. What? <laughs> They're number one on like the video game and comedy thing. It's true. All right. That's fair. <laughs> so, okay. you know. I like our podcast, but we're not great. We Please we listen have, to us. We have over 100 downloads now. Love Shut me. up. <laughs> okay, bye, everybody. I'm very lonely. <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>